Today, Ron DeSantis formally announces his bid for presidency. Carrie Lake fights back after her lawsuit is dealt a major blow. And Joy Behar schools Tim Scott on what it's like to be a black man. We've got all of that coming more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and yesterday evening, the First Lady of Florida, Casey DeSantis, posted a video on Twitter teasing her husband's presidential announcement with the caption, America is worth it every single time. Watch. They call it faith because in the face of darkness, you can see that brighter future. A faith that our best days lay ahead of us. But is it worth the fight? Do I have the courage? Is it worth the sacrifice? America has been worth it every single time. In response to the video and upcoming announcement, a Trump advisor told Politico, announcing on Twitter is perfect for Ron DeSantis. This way he doesn't have to interact with people and the media can't ask him any questions. Trump himself responded with a blistering post on his platform, Truth Social, writing, Ron DeSantis can't win the general election or get the nomination because he voted to obliterate Social Security, even wanting to raise the minimum age to 70 or more, voted to badly wound Medicare, and fought hard and voted for a 23% tax on everything sales tax. He was and is a disciple of horrible rhino Paul Ryan and others too many to mention. Also, he desperately needs a personality transplant, and to the best of my knowledge, they are not medically available yet. A disloyal person. As you can imagine, the fireworks are just getting started. Now, DeSantis is holding a Twitter space with Twitter CEO himself, Elon Musk, where he is formally announcing actually about the time that this program is airing, but we hope that you'll continue to tune, tune in. And after his formal announcement, he is set to join Trey Gowdy on Fox News. Now, mainstream media wasted no time melting down about the announcement, including Vanity Fair, whose headline read, Ron DeSantis will formally announce his 2024 bid with Elon Musk because apparently David Duke wasn't available. The article said that Ron DeSantis was said to be planning to formally jump into the 2024 race during a conversation on Twitter with Elon Musk because apparently other neo-Nazi sympathizers weren't available. The following lines were a bunch of internal shrieking, like aligning with Musk and his 140 million followers could give DeSantis a significant boost. But there's also an obvious downside to teaming up with a guy who has said and done terrible things and who has turned Twitter into a safe haven for hate speech, given a new home to Tucker great replacement theory Carlson and made remarks about George Soros that the Anti-Defamation League said would embolden extremists. It, of course, ended with the closing line. Anyway, just as a reminder, a DeSantis presidency is as terrible a prospect as a Trump one. A reminder that, as Trump so famously tweeted in 2019, in reality, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way. Their problem isn't with Trump. Their problem is with our entire way of life. Their problem is with your resistance to their indoctrination cult. And make no mistake, Trump is now the figurehead towards which they spew their ire. But whoever the Republicans choose in the primary will be the worst ever and definitely Hitler, according to the left. Which is why it's important to remember as we go through this process together that once the primary season has ended, 
whoever Republican voters have picked, it's important that we all stand behind them because suffice it to say, the left is extremely united in defeating us and all of the traditional values we hold dear. That is, unless you prefer that bumbling, incoherent, diaper-wearing dementia patient currently residing in the White House. Here to help me discuss this and more, we have Jakub Uyens, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, and his very first time on the program, Chad Jackson. He is co-producer of Uncle Tom and researcher extraordinaire. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Yeah, Good thanks for being here. Um, it's like day one, and I'm already frustrated with this. <laughs> Is that I'm just like, you know, I understand. Um, I, I understand the Trump mentality of just fighting in the mud. I got it. I remember 2016. I remember, uh, you know, little Marco Rubio. You know, I remember the, the jabs that he exchanged with Ted Cruz and talking about his wife and calling her ugly. Like, I remember how ugly it got. But I just, it just feels, I guess it's like PTSD when I, I get, I, I see it happening again and I'm like, guys, we cannot, we cannot rip each other to shreds because the alternative here, whoever we end up with, the alternative here is of course the communist that's in the White House right now. So what do you want? You know, uh, in the Batman, the Joker has this weird look on his face and he's like, here we go. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. And Gotham is gonna see damage. I'm telling you today, we have called for it for almost a year now. Unfortunately, this is pointing day one towards a bloodbath, which is not good for the unification of a Judeo-Christian, mentally sound America to move towards morality, family, nuclear family, one man, one woman, protecting children, and you'll say, well, both of these guys are going to protect children. When two dogs fight over a bone, it's normally the third dog that runs away with the spoils. And this may be a problem here where it's going to be a bloodbath. And you've got other players, too. You've got Tim Scott and Haley and these other folks. But this is, this is the conversation here. So, unfortunately, name-calling day one. And, and remember, to call a guy sanctimonious which means he's a fake Christian. It's a bold statement. Mm -hmm. That's bold. Mm -hmm. uh, when the guy's fruit has been lining up with American values, he's done good for Florida. May I remind President Trump in the state you live in, he's done things to hold Disney accountable that no one else has done. He's leveling the playing field. He's protecting children. You know, so, so we got to just halt the train here for a minute. But I expected this, Sarah, but I think... I don't know that those tactics of 2016 will work. Mm -hmm. And my concern is if they don't work, the man becomes desperate. And then when your tactics don't work, you double down. And when a man is desperate and doubles down, he makes mistakes. Mm. And I'm talking about the former president. Yeah. Well, you use the word bold. Not only is it bold coming from a guy like Trump is actually quite rich. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Trump. I voted for him twice. Same. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, here's a guy who said that he doesn't need to ask for forgiveness. And as we know, forgiveness is a key component to being saved. And so, you know, I don't really care for this version of Trump uh, that feels a need to slap at people like Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. uh, that made sense during the 2016 primary when we were still trying to figure out who Trump was politically. But on this side of his first term, where he can really stand on the facts of his, you know, yeah. of yeah. his presidency. Sure. Yeah. He should stand on the good things that he did while he was in office. 
but this need to slap at people like Ron DeSantis to me is, is just asinine. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, the, I think the thing that really, really rubs me the wrong way is the conversation. And you know what? I, I want to go ahead and get this disclaimer out of the way. Um, it's going to be a long primary season, and I hope that you'll stick with us the entire way. I always promise to be very truthful with you about my opinion, and I always promise to respect yours. I like both of these men, and I think they are both very great leaders. And I never want us to get, like, too far in the weeds with, you know, you're not, you're, you don't agree with me, and you're not voting for my guy, so I don't like you anymore. I, I love both of these men, and I think that the primary process is going to be so important because iron sharpens iron and primaries are very important mm-hmm. for rooting out who is going to be the best one yet. And if it, if it is Trump, great. I can't wait to vote for him. But what's frustrating to hear is this constant talk of loyalty. You saw him call Ron DeSantis disloyal. Yep. I hear that a lot from um, many of Donald Trump's supporters. And I understand the sentiment, but at the same time, our American political system is not supposed to be based on loyalty. It is not supposed to be based on, I'm the next, I'm the next heir to the throne. That is not, we are not an oligarchy. We are not a monarchy. We are not, like, that is so far from what our political system is supposed to be. And so I hear these talks of, of disloyalty and I'm like, you know, I, I don't get it. Coming from a group of people, Trump himself, who, who was he in 2016? He was the spoiler to the heir to the throne, Hillary Clinton. Exactly. He was the spoiler. The person who was supposed to be the next president he was the spoiler, too. He was the outsider. And so it's frustrating to see people get caught up in this, he deserves it, he's owed it, he's next in line business, because that's exactly why we voted for him in 2016, because he because he was breaking that system, because we're not supposed to like that system in America. That's not supposed to be our system. And so it's frustrating to hear people keep talking about loyalty and, and owing something to another member of you know, the political system. I just think that, that that gets very dirty very quickly. Look, this is America. This is not Great Britain. Right. The Brits are stuck with King Charles. They don't want him. They don't like him. But they're stuck with him because they're loyal to the crown. Mm. I'm loyal to Jesus. Let me make that clear, boldly clear. And the man that's going to most align with the word of God in the primary is going to earn my vote because that's what the nation needs. The nation does not need, and here's my concern, and here's my, that was my disclaimer. Here's my concern. I don't need a guy to run a campaign on, do you remember what they did to me? Oh, they want to do it to you too. I, the, you were a winner. Behave like a winner. Run like a winner. Be above it. Run strong on what you've done, what you've accomplished. It's kind of looking like you're concerned about your competition. You know, when I used to be a full-time sprinter, when they start asking you at the starting line, what's your best time? What's your best time? They're worried about you. When they go, I don't care who I'm running against, bro. I'm focused on the task at hand. That concerns me. And then for DeSantis, don't run on we're not them. That's not enough, buddy. They're woke. We're not woke. That's not enough. Yeah. So running on, I got to justify and, and vindicate myself on the Trump side of the ledger is, is not the way to go because that doesn't cast future vision, which the country needs. And running on, we're not them. That, that's separatist. Mm-hmm. That's not the Great Commission is not in that picture. So I'm looking for the one who's going to stand up and say, by God, can we humble ourselves so God can hear our prayers and heal our land? We need that. Yeah. yeah. To Yaku's point, um, you know, I think it is very personal for Trump. And who 
who that's the thing who can blame him for having sure. that sentiment right who can blame him he has spent all of these years being persecuted by them they're still going after him they're treating him differently with the classified documents compared to Joe Biden and Mike Pence and all of these other leaders who we know have taken classified documents and so obviously they're out to get him and i understand his sentiment of taking it personally and wanting to be vindicated but to Yaku's point if that's what your entire reason for running is I do have some questions about how, what is your vision for the future of America rather than being vindicated personally. Yeah. <clears throat> so for me, um, obviously, DeSantis doesn't owe Trump any kind of loyalty. Mm -hmm. The only loyalty that uh, DeSantis owes is to the Constitution, which is what he has sworn to uphold and defend. Um, I must say that for me, I have a kind of bittersweet feeling seeing him run for president. And the reason for that is, as a homeschool dad myself, I'm a huge proponent of the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. I'm a huge proponent of state sovereignty. And Ron DeSantis is demonstrating, mm -hmm. as a governor of Florida, what true state sovereignty looks like, mm -hmm. uh, not capitulating or yielding to every whim of the federal government. And when you look at the vast scope of America and the Republican governors that we have in office, many of them are... They, they say that they're Republican or conservative, but the reality is they are statists mm -hmm. and they are mm -hmm. people who do believe in the centralization of the government and very rarely do they practice genuine state sovereignty. And so for me, it's, it's good to show my kids, look, this is what uh, uniqueness, this is what uh, the diversity of the states looks like. Mm -hmm. And so it's always interesting to see a person who's kind of climbing the rungs of the political ladder and the next step is to get into federal office and that reinforces to a lot of people what you were talking about earlier, which is this notion that we do live in a kind of de facto monarchy. Whenever, whenever anyone thinks of politics, their mind goes immediately to the president, who the president is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never mind who your state and local officials are. Never mind mm -hmm. the fact that you know, the power should really be in the family and the individual because we do live in a constitutional republic. Uh, so again, sorry for the long-windedness, but I just yeah. see it as... Um, a kind of bittersweet thing. Yeah. Yeah, I know you would hope that he, if if this is his path, right, um, which the polling has Trump way ahead, so perhaps this isn't his path, but if it is his path, you would hope that he really has someone that he has in mind to kind of carry that torch for him um, because you're right, you don't want to leave Florida. Like Florida is the bastion of freedom and liberty and states' rights now, and you don't just want to be like, hey, I've created this great thing, but there's no one here that like I trust with it, but I'm going to go ahead and go, go on to the presidency anyway. So I would hope that he has someone there that he has in mind to kind of, you know, um, mentor into that role if, in fact, he does succeed. And again, I think it's going to be a long road for him. Um, but I just, could I just reiterate, <laughs> we're going to be here together along the ride. And That's I promise right. to always shoot you straight. And I hope Front that you'll seat. always shoot me straight. <laughs> and we can always respect each other's differences of opinion. Not I just, that, Sarah. Go but, ahead. But, um, you know, not only mentor someone to come in and, and be the kind of DeSantis-esque uh, governor for the state of Florida, but also that other governors will take mm -hmm. a, a cue mm -hmm. from DeSantis Correct. and his leadership mm -hmm. and re basically regain the reins of their respective states. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so, yes, just 
Stay with us. Just let's all let's all just still be friends. Um, and let's go go ahead and take a quick break. And I want to get to what's going on with Carrie Lake. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So look, um, things are not going well in this country right now. I feel like you know that, especially if you have an IRA or a 401k in the stock market. You see, don't don't check it every day. Whatever you're doing, don't check it every day because you're just going to watch it. Tumble down, 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 down. What you need to do instead of checking it every day and being depressed is diversify into gold and silver with Birch Gold. Gold has historically been a really, really solid uh, hedge against inflation, and you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. They can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you're not going to pay a penny out of pocket. You can text the word Y to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit. They can hold your hand through the entire process. But look, we're living in the Biden regime era, okay? And you got to protect your savings. You can do that with Birch Gold. Diversify into gold by texting the word Y to 989898. those of you who are watching on YouTube, we are officially less than 2,000 subscribers away from hitting 100,000. So if you would, just go ahead and hit that subscribe. Even if you think you're already subscribed, make sure that you are because you guys keep saying that you're mag magically unsubscribed because the YouTube, the, bene the very benevolent YouTube overlords just oopsies, maybe flipped a switch and uh, unsubscribed you. So make sure that you subscribe, uh, like the show, hit that thumbs up and comment. Let us know what you think. So earlier this week, Maricopa County Superior Court judge threw out Carrie Lake's signature verification case, despite the mounds of evidence that Carrie Lake's team gave them showing that workers were not following the state law. So part of what they showed them was um, they got the, the metrics in the computer. I'm not... IT, I guess you would say, but within the computer systems that showed that these uh, signature verification workers were just hitting approve in, you know, one second, one second, one second, not enough time for them to actually verify a signature. They were able to show that computer data to the judge showing it is not humanly possible to be able to compare signatures in this amount of time. It was clearly just someone who was just hitting approve, 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 approve. And the judge uh, threw that out and, of course, quipped as he threw it out, that some fashion of Arizona law was being followed. So I guess we're good with just some fashion being followed now. Uh, so she is taking her case to the Supreme Court. She tweeted out, this was yesterday, she said, you forgot, I plan to continue moving my case through every legal route there is, including the U.S. Supreme Court. While that is ongoing, we plan to fight every single way we can and employ every resource so uh, what they are going to do is they are going to do a uh, the largest ballot chasing initiative in the country. So they're going to reach out, literally walk up, go door to door to, door to registered voters and those who have requested ma mail-in ballots to assure that they submitted the ballots on time and make sure that these were, in fact, uh, correct and real votes. This initiative will take over a million dollars to operate and will come from the money that she has already raised. You know, it's... I understand people's sentiment who they go, all right, I like we get it. The election probably was stolen from you, but you got to let it go. You got to move on. And I, I just think, where does this end then? Because mm -hmm. do you want Joe Biden, people like Joe Biden in office every single election? Because you're going to get Joe, people like Joe Biden in office every single election if we don't fix 
the problems within the, you know, election integrity uh, system that we have now. And I just feel like who better to do that than Carrie Lake? Yeah, it's so interesting. This past week, I was speaking to some donors who got behind a Dallas race, a local race. And their, their stipulation to supporting this candidate was promise us you'll fight till the end. You'll even contest if it was stolen. Mm. And the candidate did not contest. And the donors said we were so disappointed. Mm -hmm. We would fight to the end. And at some point, you've got to fight. This is... This is you come home with your shield in your hand or on your shield. Mm -hmm. That's literally how we need to play this now. This is to the end and it's not done. And good for Kerry. And Kerry is a friend and I'm not even being biased. I would say this for anybody in a race. If you're going to run, run to win. In fact, I teach my children that. You don't get a participation trophy. You play to win. And if you lose fairly, you do it so gracefully and you give honor where honors due. But you fight to the end. So I wish more would do this. And may Kerry set a precedent here, if only to the left saying, listen, they're not just going to roll over and die. Right. Yeah. She certainly is setting a precedent. And, you know, I, for one, am grateful to see Kerry demonstrating this kind of tenacity mm -hmm. and fortitude and taking this to the end because she genuinely believes that she not only does she genuinely believe she won, uh, the evidence to mm -hmm. Sarah's point uh, indicates that there was a lot of foul play uh, there in Arizona. And so what's troubling to me is you have, I think, two sides of this thing. On the one hand, you have people who are demonstrating cowardice. Oh, you know, just give up already. Right. And then on the other hand, you have people who genuinely believe in the integrity and secrecy of our procedures here in the United States to the extent that they don't believe that any corruption mm -hmm. or any kind of manipulation could be done mm -hmm. to those procedures. And so we, we need to... Uh, demonstrate uh, how these things are corruptible, how yeah. they can be manipulated by individuals who wish to act nefariously. And so to see uh, Carrie Lake you know, demonstrating that kind of precedence, I think is well needed. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like maybe we should remind those people of back in 2020 when all of these coincidental things started happening in the middle of the night there were pipes that burst. There were everyone went home, but then came back at like 3 a.m. And magically there were all of these new uh, votes in favor of Joe Biden. But I am, of course, talking about the safest and most secure election in the history of all time. So there, there was no I'm not suggesting foul play, YouTube. OK, I was, I'm just saying maybe we should think back to that. Uh, if anyone were to ever say that uh, elections would not be corruptible. Well, Sarah, it makes me wonder, though, um, you know, Hillary Clinton claims that the election was stolen from her in 2016. Still today. That's a great point. And so for me, it's like, okay, to the extent that you aren't fighting this in courts of law and so on, mm -hmm. uh, either you don't genuinely believe that the election was stolen from you or you understand that your ilk of people have what it takes mm -hmm. to steal elections. And so you're just kind of sitting back and allowing this thing to happen. That's a really great point. Because, I mean, I don't care if you believe or agree with me in terms of what my brand of politics are. Right. If you genuinely believe that an election was stolen from you, I would like to see you, you know, fight to the end. Exactly. Right. Well, and I mean, to your point, you know, I, I don't, I, I know Carrie Lake. I, I don't yes. I don't know inside her head, so I don't want to put words in her mouth. But at, at this point in the game, I, I don't think that she's expecting to like, 
get some judgment overnight and kick Katie Hobbs out of, you know, where she's living in the governor's mansion or wherever she lives and like move her bags. And I think she's doing it to prove a point that our system is broken and we have to fix the system. Um, would, would it be nice if she got some like redo? Yeah. But I think that it's it, like she's looking much higher level than that, I think. But Sarah, what about just what about just doing right by your constituents? Well, right. What right, about just right. fighting That's for the saying. people? They, they that little novice f foreign idea that an elected official right. actually is owed, yes. is, owes a, an answer to the people who they're supposed to represent. Right, yeah. right. So it's exactly. just the right thing to do. Yes, right. yes, exactly right. Um, okay, so let's go ahead. When we come back, let's talk about, uh, we have a little update from Target. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So uh, we've been working with Relief Factor here at Blaze TV for many, many years now. And um, I have appreciated them so much because um, at the time that they started working with us, they had this relatively unknown anti-inflammatory that they were bringing to the marketplace that, you know, they had tested in their hometown of Seattle. And it had shown this really, really good ability to reduce pain for many different chronic ailments. And I, once we, you know, we brought it in, everyone started using it and we all started realizing this stuff really works. It's an all-natural alternative uh, to pain medications. So if you, maybe you've just reached that age where things hurt all the time. Maybe you have arthritis. Maybe you, like I, got in a car accident many years ago and screwed up a bunch of discs in my neck and my back. And so I was just kind of living with pain and I thought that that was just the way life was. Relief factor can greatly reduce, if not completely eliminate your pain that you are in because it keeps your inflammation markers in check. So do me a favor if you're living in pain. Go to relieffactor.com, get their three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, but 70% of the people who get it reorder it because it's working for them, okay? So go to relieffactor.com. It can change your whole life and get you out of pain. Relieffactor.com. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org chosen. Contradictory action from Target since the backlash following their uh, pride collection displays just front and center of uh, most of their stores. So they released a statement, of course, like totally doubling down and saying, I, you know, for more than a decade, we've offered an assortment of products aimed at celebrating Pride Month. Uh, we've experienced threats since introducing this year's collection, impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Our focus is now moving forward with our continuing commitment to the LGBTQIA plus apostrophe S squared community and standing with them as we celebrate Pride Month and throughout the year. So 
it's just interesting. Um, I, I want to I want to show one of the. <laughs> this is so great. Oh. One of the areas in a Target that they just completely removed the entire Pride display from that front of the store. There's just nothing there yet. They haven't even replaced it with anything. Um, but this comes after the CEO kind of doubled down on the statement that you know, well, we support the LGBT community. We're here for everyone, and um, it's just fascinating because. I know how this really played out. Do you know why? Because I run an organization that is dedicated to grassroots conservatives calling venues, emailing venues, contacting venues, and asking them not to, to have all-ages drag shows and sexualized children. And do you know what every single one of them say? Due to threats of safety, we're canceling our event. Due to threats of safety, we've gotten so many threats, I have yet to see one actual piece of yep. evidence yep. that they have actually received a threat. It's always about, oh, you're making us feel unsafe, so I guess we're gonna, we're gonna capitulate, but we still hold those values. It's all total BS. And it is capitulation, right? It's exactly what it is, which is so inauthentic. Yes. It's disingenuous, which means, hey, not now, but later. Mm -hmm. In our film, Sex Nation, which I ask you to watch, in, and yeah. yours truly, Sarah, is in it, uh, it, we talk about since 1933, they will capitulate and just say, not now, but later. Mm -hmm. So they tested us now with little tuck pockets for boys, and it was like, oops, a little too far. Pull it back, there's the tuck pocket, mm -hmm. but trust me, Target has not changed its mind or its stance. Behind the scenes, it's just, let's, let's placate, let's capitulate. Not, not yet. But their intention is absolutely still the same. So don't now all of a sudden flock back to Target. Yeah, don't do it. Because it's not there. Don't buy the toilet paper. Don't buy the soda. Don't buy your cereal. This is, the mindset has not changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't particularly like quoting communist sympathizers, uh, but you know, I'll make an exception for this. You know, Maya Angelou said, when someone shows you who they are, mm -hmm. believe them the first time. Mm -hmm. yes. And you know, Target, they showed us many times, and to Sarah's point, they said that they've been supporting LGBT for well over 10 years. So you know, if you are a common sense person, believe them when they say these things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. simply choose not to buy their products. You know, I'm not one of these, you know, we shall overcome civil rights Negroes who believe that you know, a business should um, serve everybody or basically um, uphold everyone's values. I believe that if you're a company, especially as a business owner myself, you should have the right to represent your values yeah. in your place of work. Yeah. I also believe in the consumer's right mm -hmm. uh, to use their dollars where they choose or yep. to withhold their dollars uh, from the places that they believe doesn't represent their values. Yep. But again, Target have demonstrated that at the core of their values is secularism, putting it lightly, and outright Satanism, putting it bluntly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of that, uh, let's check in on the L.A. Dodgers. I, we covered this earlier in the, uh, the week here. They're bringing back the drag queen nuns. They call themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Um, remember, they invited them, got backlash, uninvited them, got backlash from the gay community, and then re-invited them and apologized to them for uninviting them. So these drag queen nuns are, um, are going to be back in attendance at the LA Dodgers game for Pride Night. I, I just want to show, viewer discretion is advised for this one because it it's very hard to watch and it's very graphic, but I want to show you who the LA Dodgers 
are putting on a pedestal here for all to see. This is the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence uh, pole dancing on the cross while a person who is supposed to be Jesus is crucified. Watch. believe me yet when I tell you that this entire ideology is from the devil himself. <clears throat> Sarah, the, you know, number one, pastors are such cowards today. Homosexuality is an abomination. Not the greatest sin. The greatest sin is pride that got Satan kicked out of heaven. Interesting that they called their movement pride. Mm -hmm. What you just saw is literally what God says you have to do to end up in hell. And I'm not the judge to their soul, right? But I can judge their fruit. He says, you deny the Holy Spirit. You deny Jesus. That's blasphemy at the lightest, mm -hmm. at the least. And so I, as a man who upholds the fear of God, I'm asking God, why am I not seeing you with a lightning bolt striking him? but for the grace of God, right? Mm -hmm. But that is what you have to do to boldly choose Satan mm -hmm. and deny Christ and deny the Holy Spirit. It is the, the, the essence that saves mankind is the cross. Jesus on the cross. One blood, one drop of blood would have been enough. He bled out, resurrected from the dead, seated at the right hand of God, and they're mocking it. Look, I tell you something, I am glad, very glad, and I repent on their behalf. Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing uh, because their journey in the future is one that's going to be very hot. Yeah, and God will not be mocked, or God will not be mocked. And um, they're clearly doing this in the public square. I mean, I would say that there's children in the audience as well. I'm sure there are. And, um, you know, they need to repent because if they don't repent, they'll perish. And that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Um, so I, we don't have enough time to play this North Face ad. Do we control? Okay, let's, we, we won't spend too much time on commentary after it, but I just, while we're trying to remind you where to spend your dollars, I just want to, in case any of you are big North Face fans, fans of their clothing and apparel, uh, they launched their Pride marketing campaign yesterday featuring an environmentalist drag queen with what appears to be a mustache, I think. Watch. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual, and today I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation this is a real with ad. hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Patty, can we go? Of course. This year, all these yeah, fabulous no, speakers will be coming. Thank you. Um, and just. 
want to throw this one out there, Burger King dropped a new advertisement on social media. Uh, it features a burger with two bottoms and two tops. So next time you think you might want some junk food, I suggest you take a trip to Chick-fil-A. Uh, we've uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Jace Medical. So Jace Medical is, um, look, I love Jace Medical because as the mom of the house, uh, I realize that in a moment where, you know, maybe another pandemic hits, whatever the case may be, there could be a, a, another time where the global medication supply is completely disrupted and you can't get antibiotics and you can't get a bunch of your different medications, especially because most of the medicine in this country is manufactured in places like India and China. And, you know, if they only have enough to take care of certain people, they're going to take care of their own needs first. So as a mom, I like knowing that my family is prepared in case we need antibiotics and there aren't any to be had. You've got to have a supply in hand uh, in case of disaster. The Jace case from Jace Medical is the way to do that. They've got five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, things like, you know, maybe UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, ear infections, skin infections, and a lot more. If you're a mom out there, well, or you're a dad too, I don't mean to discriminate. If you're a parent out there and you know, my, my kid always gets recurring UTIs, my kid always gets recurring ear infections, I know my kid and I don't have time to go to the, to the urgent care and I don't have time to go to the pharmacy and get the stupid prescription filled. I know my kid, I know what they have, I wanna be able to treat them at home as soon as possible. This is the case for you. You gotta go to jacemedical.com, enter code NEWS at checkout. That is promo code NEWS over at J-A-S-E medical.com this is the time where we say we watch the view so you didn't have to except that's not actually accurate because we don't I mean I wouldn't do that to myself you can't pay me enough to watch the view but we did find a very interesting clip from the view which I always every time we cover the view I'm like I can't believe this show is who watches this how is this still on I don't understand how it gets any sort of ratings or views, but this particular clip is uh, Joy Behar talking about, you know, how black Republicans, black Republican men, Clarence Thomas, Tim Scott, all of these black Republican men, they don't actually know what it means like to be black in America. And I guess Joy Behar is the one to explain to them what it's like, I guess. Watch. And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it, neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want, I, Chad, Please. as yeah. the black man at the table, Please. I would like for you, I'm going to give you the floor first to respond. Well, as insane and, you know, weird to watch as that is, <laughs> uh, I will say that in a roundabout way, she, she kind of does have a right to say who is or who is not black because her ilk have historically defined blackness. Mm -hmm. And by her ilk, I mean, you know, progressive white liberals. Mm -hmm. If you look at the NAACP, they were started by progressive white liberals. If you look at the civil rights movement, who did Martin Luther King have at his right hand? None other than um, Stanley Levison, who was a progressive white liberal. And so these people have historically defined what blackness is, and it has always been rooted in Marxism, this kind of setting blacks by virtue of the, your skin color against the system, against Western civilization. And so to the extent that a person with dark colored skin does not agree with this notion that they are oppressed by the system, or to the extent that a black person uh, 
participate in the free market, they aren't being black, according to people like Joy Behar. But again, this is insane to listen to. It's, well, and to your point, even if you t extend that to modern day, right, if you want to claim that there is systemic racism in our institutions, who's running the institutions right now? It's all progressives, it's all liberals. They're running academia, they're running the medical community. That like, they're, run they're running the whole country. So it's like, wait, are you guys calling yourselves out? Yeah. I don't think they realize they are, but perhaps, you know, there's a lot they don't realize. Well, the pot calls the kettle black is a saying we have in South Africa, you know, it's, you just project, but it's, it's very rich. And well said, brother, but it's very rich from Joy Behar, someone who has lost complete perspective of her own heritage and her, her own ethnic background, who does not even associate with her own legacy. She is floating out there. And you ask, I don't know, maybe they self-fund that show. Maybe the hosts yeah. fund the show. Uh, or maybe it's like an airline that just cannot go down because you can't afford to. You have to uphold it because if the view was to go down, they've already lost Oprah. So they can't lose the view. So they could lose money. They just got to keep it going. But it's insane. And we should expect nonetheless from Joy Behar. Um, to I'll add this, though. Um, and not to cut you off, yeah. um, but I'll, I'll add this. I'm more shocked, not by what Joy Behar is saying, because you know that goes without saying that she's a lunatic, <laughs> but I'm more shocked by the black folks who will listen to this yeah. and agree with what she's saying. Yes. To me, to agree with what she's saying as a black person shows how subordinate you are to the progressive white liberal. Mm -hmm. uh, when the white liberal tells you that you are oppressed, that the system hates you, that you can't make it in America, even though you as a black person have just as many rights, mm -hmm. just as many opportunities as literally anyone else. And this is proven by many of the migrants who come here on a yearly basis and make something of themselves. So, you know, skin color be damned. Like if you have, if you have ambition, you can make it in America. Mm -hmm. That's what the facts show. Uh, but the white liberal tells you, no, you can't make it. You need me as your leader. You need me as your savior. And to the black person who agrees with that, shame on you. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, absolutely. But yeah. those same people will turn around and call people like me the house Negro. I think those who agree with Joy Behar uh, are just merely projecting mm -hmm. at this point. Last word, Yaka. So well said. And I saw that play out in, in, as a South African in South Africa. You know, and, but at some point, brother, uh, the straw does break the camel's back. You know, at some point, this does implode. And I just hope it's sooner than later where the black community in America go, excuse me, you will no longer speak for us. Was you will know you who say that they are the racist are actually the ones who have partnered with the Jesse Jacksons and the Jeremiah Wrights and the Louis Farrakhans and have actually oppressed a black society in a community who has the same right I do mm -hmm. and vice versa, mm -hmm. right? And so I always say this, he who speaks of race first is in fact the one that looks through that lens. Yeah. Exactly. I think it was, um, was it Ice Cube that the other day came out and said um, that the left hadn't changed, hadn't done anything for the black community for decades now? And it's like, I mean, I, they've done something for the black community. It's not, it's not been good. None of it's been good. But they have moved them from, you know, one place to the other. They've just downgraded and degraded them. Um, and so it's, it's fascinating seeing, you know, um, members of the black community who you wouldn't expect would speak out and be like, hey, these policies have not, been, have not actually been helping us. Um, we need more of that.
Uh, so thank you, Chad, for your leadership yes. on that as well. Uh, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I love the man on the street interviews. At a recent speaking event, uh, Joe Biden claimed that Nancy Pelosi helped end the Great Depression much. With Nancy leading the way, you never had to worry about whether the bill would pass. She said she had the votes. She had the votes every time. And she had the votes so many life-changing pieces of legislation. She helped rescue the economy in the Great Depression. I mean, to be fair, she is pretty old. She might have been around during the Great Depression leading things. I don't know. She's like a t- 280 years old. She That probably was her. He might have had that. He was there too, honestly. He's that old as well. I think he had that one right. I'm going to go with him. I'm just going to completely, pun intended here, I'm going to play into the hands of the conspiracy theorist with cloning. You know, that's probably <laughs> the previous Nancy You know, that was cloned into this Nancy. They just made the same mistake again. You know? Oh, gosh. Another day, another Biden gaffe, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I just feel bad for the guy. To be honest, I yeah. mean, both him and Nancy, and uh, what is her name, Diane Feinstein. Yes. I mean, what these people are doing, Fetterman. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, Fetterman. Like they're trying to maintain power, and they're just willing to, you know, uh, stay in government forever. And you know, it's it, it's interesting because this is the this is the same party who claims that they're for the youth and they're putting up all these young candidates and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get people like this up there. So. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi would never do that. She takes power. I'm retired, okay? Thank you. This is vodka in this. <laughs> Thank you, Chad, for being here. We appreciate it. And you Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.